Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. My name is Dan Leonard. Hi, Dan. And joining me this week in the studio is Heather Strait. Hello. And Mr. Jeff Williams. Thanks for having me, Dan. It's a pleasure to have you as always. Both of y'all. Thanks, Dan. That's what I say. Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. That's an aggressive dot you have. <laughs> I I did, uh, drive it home. I don't know. It's fun to say. You should try it. Dot. Ooh, I do. It's kind of like Jingle Bell Jungle. I miss that show. Only so that I could have jingle the chance bell, to say Jingle, jingle Bell Jungle. Bam. 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 Yeah. So... Thanks for coming back. I feel like we haven't done this in so it's many weeks. It's been forever. It's, it's been like two months because we've all been so busy traveling around the world. All trying around out the world. The new well, things, visiting old favorites. If you're in the travel biz, you probably should travel. It's true. It's usually a good idea. So, first I want to say stay tuned because the highlight is going to be we've got a first-hand look at the celebration of the 100th anniversary of the Disney Company. 100 years. It's a lot of years. They just kicked that off in Disneyland and Heather and Jeff were there. But first, I thought maybe we could talk about some of the other places we've been since early December. We've been, what have we been up to? We've been visiting snow-covered mountains, been on some intergalactic voyages, maritime voyages, Antarctica Part 2, Penguin Boogaloo. I just got back from Universal Orlando Resort mere days after they took Woody Woodpecker out to the woodshed and put him out of his misery. Oh. So, ah, you guys were on the Star Cruiser. Yes, we both took our second voyage on the Galactic. You Star went on the Star Cruiser, Cruiser again, too. I, I did, no and it was just as much fun the second time. I took a little bit of a different path than my first trip got up to some additional mischief it was great i went this time with my my family and the I'm most entertaining yeah the most entertaining part for me actually was my 16 year old son who i've learned is diabolical <laughs> holy cow i thought the entire trip that he was doing the exact opposite of what he was doing he had me fooled the that's time. the idea yep and it was so fun because he is generally kind of a shy person and no. he does not like he is a typical of his generation. He prefers to be on his computer, 
communicating via, to people via text. He's not the type to just walk up and start talking to someone. And he's completely different on the Star Cruiser. He is walking up to the characters. He's just joining conversations. He fully gets into it. And I love it. It was so much fun to watch. And Dan got to experience it with him on Owen's first trip. And so I had a little bit of an idea that he was a bit diabolical. Yeah, that was fun to watch because I've never seen that side of him at all. No, no I mean, I rarely do either. stoic yes. side. And so that was fun watching the wheels turning. Yes. Oh, and he taught me how to play Sabacc, which was fun. On my first voyage, I didn't get any time at Hollow Sabacc, and we spent a lot of time at the table. And I still don't fun. get that game. <laughs> Many humans and aliens tried to teach me, and apparently I was too drunk. Putting the Sabacc table in the bar was probably a bad idea. Yeah. It's fun. I prefer playing it at that table. I mean, now I know how to play it and could just play it with a deck of cards, but it's more fun at the Hollow Sabacc table. Yes. So my son and I went there also. I had gone with Heather before. It was just adults doing adulty things. And my son is now 21. And he and I have actually never gone on a just a guy's trip together, which is weird. As much as we do stuff together and I travel, it just hadn't worked out. So we went and did a boy's trip. He got fully into the costuming thing. We both cosplayed harder than I had done before when I was a jaded turd who didn't want to play along, <laughs> but <laughs> we really you knew got how into awesome it. it was. He loved it, and I, being me, found that if I just hang around in the bar, all the action will happen around me, and you can go run your missions. And basically, just stayed there. We had lots of space drinks. That was fun because he's a new twenty-one-year-old figuring out what he likes, and a lot of them were blue-colored space drinks, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> And he loved that, but he, it was so fun to see him doing the, he got really into it. He ran, he was playing not one-sided, two-sided, three-sided, four-sided. Every person that contacted him, he would go meet with them. So I never knew what he was doing. He was meeting with everyone. <laughs> but by the end of it, and he never told me what they did. It was kind of funny. Like, where'd you go to? Who'd you meet? He goes, I'm not telling. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end to. show, there's, his name came up again. And he had been off with a musician writing a song, creating diversions. Yep. At the, after the whole final thing at the end of the night, the musician on board sings a custom song that Wyatt co-wrote and had lyrics about Wyatt in it. This was the just the craziest thing. That, that, that experience is so neat and it's so hard to describe in a way that makes any sense to someone that hasn't done it. He loved it. He said he would do it again, too. He just absolutely loved it. And the more you do it, you start to see how you could play different angles and make all different things. There were stories going on that I had no idea about the mm -hmm. first time. Same. And even stories that he did that I didn't know were happening. So people breaking in and out of jails and on and off ships. And there's Smuggling so much going things. on on this yeah. thing. Diversions for a heist and a custom songs. I mean, it's bananas. Yeah. I didn't realize that Owen was working against me the entire time because I thought that he wasn't. And at one point, my older son, I texted him to say that I saw what he was up to and Owen was right next to him. And I didn't realize it and was laughing at me for <laughs> the texts that I was sending because he was hiding from me. And 
Aiden knew he was hiding from me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, he was, was reading uh, your text I, to Aiden over his shoulder? Yes. And I didn't see him in there. Because jerk. Aiden was clearly working for the First Order, and I knew that. And I thought Owen was working for the Resistance, and he was actually not. And they were both kind of playing me. It was fun. That is fun. But it's, it is so hard to describe, but it's so involved. And you, the second time around, I was wondering if I was going to be a little bored by it or it, it was completely different. The experience was completely different the second time around. No. And I think I could go back again. And even with the same basic storyline that they're running, have an, a totally different experience. hundred percent. And even like... In the bar, there was different bar staff, and they were creating experiences yes. in there. And more like the group that we had this time was really into the music and dancing. And I kept making everybody that came in, I would tell the bartender it was their birthday. And they do this whole <laughs> birthday thing. And the, they never got tired of it. They kept putting on the birthday song and singing and dancing. And so funny. Like one guy sat down, and he just ordered whatever, Space Jack and Coke or whatever it was <laughs> he was having. And I was like, oh, a little... Birthday space jack and coke and the girl the the bartender would be like yeah boom and hit that song <laughs> everybody start dancing we had conga lines going it was a much more of a party atmosphere in mm -hmm. the space bar than every had member the of time. the cast gets in on it even They're the so bartender and they all have their different style yeah some are very super secretive some make a big joke of not being secretive when you're supposed to like hey this guy wants info yeah <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I mean, just by the nature of how they work, a lot of the big story points through the the bridge training, you definitely, I mean, mm -hmm. there's My so bridge many training was at a different time this trip, and so it yes. was completely different what we were doing in there. Same, we yeah, had ours, the, the first thing we did was bridge training. Right. And then, Lightsaber and training then, was a little bit different this time. I was a little better at it. That was fun. <laughs> I had a thing, it was not working the way it had done before. And I was telling the trainer, like, this is not doing whatever. She's like, you have to whatever. I was like, okay, with the character. But I have done this before, and it's not doing what it was doing before. <laughs> and Wyatt yeah. said the same, like, his something wasn't syncing up. But we oh. had two very little kids. There's four in the line. We had two very little kids. And then me and Wyatt are 6'3", and I think it was like oh, the height differential was messing it up or something especially if you were trying to use the shield behind a small child mm -hmm. anyway still tons of fun but depending on your timing and your schedule everything can be different just from that yeah i would do it again 100 percent. i would i would definitely do again road trip yes please uh yeah speaking of road trips i took a road trip uh over christmas we ran away from a ma that massive snowstorm that hit pretty much the entire you got country out just in the nick of time. Yeah, we head into the Tennessee mountains. Where yeah, it was we also down. snowy. Yeah, we were supposed to stop in Kentucky, and then we saw weather reports that they basically said get off the roads by six o'clock because it's going to hit over here hard. So we just kept on going through to to Pigeon Forge that day, which it was a very long drive. How, but yeah, so did you drive straight through the? 13 hours from oh, Grand Rapids, Michigan to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Oof, no, thank you. Yeah. That's a lot. Ken, a lot of children. That was my first time back to the Smoky Mountains since I was a kid. It was the rest of my family's first time there at all. 
they loved it. My kids want to stop at every single place in Pigeon Forge because it's just this wonderful Wisconsin Dells meets Las Vegas collection of gigantic, weird buildings. Country hokum. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. We did the Dolly Parton Stampede, which if you haven't done that, please do it. It's phenomenal. It's like medieval times, but country hokum. more ostrich riding. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never done actually, medieval there times ostriches. or that one. I have Wait, done did they the... not ride the ostrich? No, because we had, it was the Christmas show oh. on the 23rd. And so they had a- Ostriches a aren't living... Christmassy? No, they had a special Christmas show that included like a weird black light Jesus. babes in Toyland segment. And then they had a live nativity and they brought out camels and sheep. And... Uh, oh, oh, I haven't seen that. Normally they have ostrich racing. Oh, fun. That's they did hysterical. do pig racing, pig which, racing, which my kids loved. And they also had, for one of the competitions between, instead of the North and the South, it was the North Pole versus the South Pole oh, for the Christmas show. <laughs> and one of the other competitions was they got two kids out of the audience and had them chase a chicken across the arena. Yeah, And whoever's chicken got to the other side first won. That was a big hit with my children. Chicken but, chasing. Uh, More people I should, love that should do that. It shows great. The food is surprisingly good. It's a mm-hmm. ton of food. We ate three meals off of it because every single person gets an entire rotisserie chicken plus a big slab of barbecue pork and all kinds of stuff. So Yum. it's a good meal. It's a ton and of that fun. That is where my son learned that a chicken, that chicken was a chicken because they put <laughs> a whole chicken in front of him. And he said, that looks like a bird. <laughs> yeah. I got, yep, there's a reason for it that, It is boy. a bird. Other than that, we just... Uh, hung out in the cabin most of the time. We did go to the National Park. Things were closed down a lot because of ice, but we did get out to Cades Cove, which is That's gorgeous, beautiful. especially covered in ice, which that was so cool seeing in the winter. There's that, there's that grist mill, that old mill that you can visit, and that entire thing was iced over. And it was gorgeous. Oh, cool. It was beautiful. We did, <laughs> we attempted Dollywood. The first day we were supposed to go, they just closed down for the entire day because it was eight degrees in the morning and it didn't warm up enough to open any rides. We went the day after Christmas and they were open. They opened late at one o'clock and then it started flurries started and the (laughs) snow got a little bit worse by five o'clock. They said, we're closing early. You have half an hour to get out of here Oh no! because the roads are going to be bad. (laughs) So that was fun. The kids loved it. We want to go back. Also, I haven't either. I've been to Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg a ton of times, but never went to Dollywood. Put it on your list and go. Great rides, great roller coasters. Roller coasters weren't open because it was too cold for the track. The tracks have to get up to a certain temperature. But watching videos, the roller coaster is great. And the food is really good and a great. We fed our entire family at a table service restaurant for two thirds of what it would cost at Walt Disney World. And the food was phenomenal. They're, they like to do a lot of like pot roasts and pot. Home cooking. Stick to your ribs, home cooking. With no which was, G on it. Cooking. That's right. That's right. Which was perfect for the middle of winter in Tennessee. But yeah, I highly recommend Dollywood. Go there. Did you they ever really, see any bears? We did not. It was oh. too cold for the bears. Oh, sad. We were told. Yeah, it was sad. We were told that there would be a chance well, when they you, thought that you, it was Kendra not going to be. Kendra showed me a ring video of the cabin you stayed in from a few weeks before you were there. And there were like seven yeah. bears on the porch. So when bears hibernate, don't they don't actually that. sleep all the way through the winter, like the cartoons tell you. Right. They have uh, to forage and... Right. So they and, don't but when it gets below, say, 40 degrees, they're going to be up sleeping. So Yeah. 
We didn't get to see him, but we plan on going back soon to see the bears and hopefully punch one in the face. The views expressed on. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, folks, don't try to punch a brown bear. If you punch a bear in the face, also don't post it on Facebook or you will get blacklisted. Yes. The weird thing is I've posted about punching bears multiple times on Facebook. I didn't say bear. My What I typed was punch him in the snout. And I got (laughs) put in Facebook jail for inciting violence. Next time, remember to say punch that bear in the The snout. The animal, not human, in his (laughs) snout. Because people are known for having snouts. (laughs) I wonder if I should have said boop his snoot. There you go. Boop him in the snoot. Boop him in the snoot. I'm Um, putting Dollywood on my list. I've got to get down there and check it out. You should. It's a quick trip. It's fun. You can do it's it in a, a day quick or two. Thirteen days. hours from West. Michigan. I mean, the crowds aren't bad. How far is it from Nashville? I'll be going to Nashville. Nashville, this a couple hours. I think it's two hours. Ooh, it's somewhere yeah, I think between Nashville two and four hours. Nashville is two hours, so probably three and a half. Yeah. Okay, might have to work it in. Yeah, but I mean, you got time. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Go to Dollywood. It's a good time. Go uh, in the summertime. I was at. Walt Disneyland yeah. Florida campus for Christmas, as we often do. And it was a great, we had a great time. Yeah, Christmas magic. Christmas magic. I love Walt Disney World was during the holidays. Before, during, or after your Star Cruiser This was launch. before we went and launched into space. We spent some time at just our typical Christmas stuff. We're, on the days when the parks are really busy, we do things like miniature golf and bowling all those magical exercises i love to bowl i suck at it but it's so much fun so we go to splitsville and the food is fantastic at splitsville it's half the reason to go for me is their food and drinks are so good i do bowling and i do love eating and we i always reserve a lane ahead of time because it can get really busy especially during the holidays there's a lot of people down at disney springs and you can wait hours for a lane if you just walk in and I always reserve one in advance and we walk in past the line of people who are waiting and get the dirty looks but uh-huh. hey it's easy to do online you just pay for it in advance which or you is have no your travel deal. agent do it for you and then you don't even have to make a phone call and talk to another human exactly. being exactly oh wish my whole life could be like that. <laughs> all right present company <laughs> excluded of course then <laughs> we always go mini golfing at winter summerland which is a cute holiday themed oakum but it's that's fun. what i can't imagine ever taking the time to do that gets that is really popular especially during the holidays too we make a again we make a reserve a tea time the day before because if you just show up you could be sitting there for hours waiting what? to get on the course i mean when they give away a free game to everybody that books a hotel package, exactly that, that be yeah. pissy. i wouldn't if wait you get 30 seconds and they have they have two courses one is winter themed and one is summer themed, but the whole thing is Christmas themed. So the summer side is Christmas with sand castles and Santa Claus is on vacation. And then the winter side is all shorts, fake snow covered, but it's fun. We always said it could use a couple of the holes could use a little reverb, frankly, <laughs> but part of Theme parks work best when they feel that way a little bit. That is right? true, and that's part of kind of part of the charm of miniature golf too. Yeah, have you ever yeah. seen a pristine miniature <laughs> golf course? I haven't. 
They're just getting hit all the time with balls and clubs. And yes. It sounds like a Saturday night at the Williams house. <laughs> oh, what chin. else do we do? This time we didn't go see Drawn to Life. We did that last year. But that's always a fun thing to add on at the holiday time. The or parks were not, yeah, the parks were not overwhelming. It, Christmas Day, everybody wants to go to the Magic Kingdom. But what I have found is in the earlier part of the day, it's not very busy because the locals are not, locals really don't want to go anywhere near the parks crisp, the week between Christmas and New Year's. So you don't have that traffic. And I hate to say it, but the park reservation system is still working to even out the flow of the crowds between all four parks. It was not as crazy with the wait times as it has been. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's great. But I, I do tend to like Magic Kingdom in the morning on Christmas Day because people are still doing all of their opening gifts and stuff like that. It's not really crowded. It gets more crowded as the day goes on. But I imagine the weather helped too. I don't oh, remember it was seeing cold. any. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember seeing any big announcements about like phased shutdowns. No, there weren't this any. Year, it, but it was very cold for Orlando on our Batu what, 30s. It got down weird. and yeah. Mm. Our Batu excursion day on the Star Cruiser, it was 32 degrees. It was so cold. I've never experienced that. that kind of cold in Orlando. And the so whole much week, for those three suns. Yeah, the whole week, it, the hottest it got was low 50s because they had that pretty extreme cold front for the area. And it was, you know, it was in the 30s at night and first thing in the morning, which is great because you, we can wear jeans and sweatshirts and we thought it was wonderful. The Floridians were not there. They freak out. <laughs> yeah. That also did help keep the crowds down the temperatures. I had to buy an extra layer on Batu. It was cold. And my family wanted to do every single mission on Batu. So it wasn't of course. one and done like I would have preferred. We did a lot. Yeah, I did a lot more mission stuff yes. on Batu this time than I did. When Heather and I went before, We our mission was to the space bar and then yeah. pretty much left. After <laughs> oh, yes, and then a couple of things. It was the opposite extreme with temperatures because it was very hot that day on Batu, really hot. And this time it was cold. Speaking of very cold places, places. went back to Antarctica because apparently one trip just wasn't enough. It was not enough, as it turns out. And much like the Star Cruiser experience, my second trip to Antarctica was 100% different than my first trip. Every Just single wait till your third trip. Yeah, every single stop was different. <laughs> Actually, fewer penguins in terms of the colony sizes that we visited, but I got to see every kind of penguin that they have in Antarctica this time. Ordinarily, you, these types of trips you don't see emperor penguins because they are the crazy ones that that they prefer to nest much deeper in the continent on the ice pack. All the rest of the types of penguins can't lay their eggs on ice or they will freeze to death. But emperor Wait penguins. Are... You're telling me there's parts of Antarctica that aren't. What happens is they arrive in the summer and the penguins. Okay, Jeff's going to love this part. I think I've told him this. 
The penguins pick their spot where they want to nest, and it is covered with snow and ice. And they sit there for a month pooping, and it melts all the ice down to the rock. I have and, got to go on this trip. And then they can lay their eggs on the rock. Yeah. Again, um, you're telling me there's parts of Antarctica that aren't snow and ice. Yeah. They're just penguin poop. It's either snow I was uh-huh. ice or poop. Yeah. I was today years old. Uh-huh. Someday I'll tell you all the story about the guy who decided to to massacre the penguins in order to make penguin oil. Ooh. I don't like that guy. Yeah. That's penguin like oil. Gross. Yeah. He came up with a machine that would render penguins into penguin oil. Oh, that guy is the worst. <laughs> like for what? oil or whale oil? I don't know. I guess for lamp oil or something. I don't, know. I don't think he was cooking with it. I don't but... like that guy. But we did get to, we saw one lone emperor penguin who the naturalists told us was a bachelor just out wandering. Is that the happy was... feet penguins? <laughs> yeah. Yes. With the yellow. Her... No, those macaroni no those are the, yeah. Mad... The emperor penguins do have yellow on them, but they're the big ones that can be up to four feet tall. Almost as tall as me. So like your height. They're the ones. There's a movie narrated by Morgan Freeman called March of the Penguins. Oh, That's, yes. Those are the emperor penguins. This was just one lone guy out exploring, and he was standing on an iceberg, and we all got to get up close in the Zodiacs and take a peek at him. But it was fun. This time we actually saw some other humans. We, vis- we were able to visit a working scientific station called Port Lockroy that's staffed by, owned by the UK. And they have four scientists that live there just in the summer months. So they drop them off at the beginning of the Antarctic what summer. What is it called? Fort what? Port Lockroy oh. with a P. Yeah. They live there for five months, which we learned they live there with no running water for five months. Oh, I don't know how my buddy that was stationed there managed to live through Whatever. At the fort. Uh, Yeah. It's, right now, it's four women scientists who are studying the penguins who have moved on to, when this was initially set up back in the 50s. There were no penguins in this little spot, and that's why they picked it. And the penguins and have no since women. moved in. Probably not. Did you have refrigerators at those women? We did. They, uh, did you ask them if their periods had synced up? I did not ask them that, no. Hmm. I missed a good opportunity, didn't I? Because I bet they have. They come on to the ship because they have no running water, so they can't take Gross. a shower. So whenever there's a ship that visits them, the ship invites them on and they get to take a shower and have lunch and they do a little talk about their work. And then they do that in the morning and then in the afternoon you get to go and visit their research station. And it is tiny, but it has a working post office, which is kind of fun. It's the southernmost post office in the world. They call it the Penguin Post Office. And it has a gift shop, which was a weird, surreal experience shopping in Antarctica, well, there's only four people in the middle that, of nowhere <laughs> that, are, that live there or yeah. work there. Yep. So who runs yeah. the post office? Those four people. What happens is they, and we saw a little video of it, they get, whenever a ship comes in and you write out your postcard and you buy postage from them and then put it in the postal box, which is a typical English red post box that, that has the royal crest on it. And then once you leave, 
they take it all out and then they have to hand cancel it. And then periodically they have a ship that a supply ship that comes to them and they they send your send your mail back on that ship and it get it goes to London and then it gets mm. sent out from London to you. But it'll be canceled with the stamp that has a penguin on it and says that it came from Antarctica. Did and they have really? I did. It has not arrived yet. <laughs> wow. so they said it typically takes two to three months because obviously they have to wait for their supply ship to come and pick it up. So we're about on USPS time. Or exactly. Well, seems like they could have sent it with you. Yeah. I mean, they could have, but <laughs> they do not. Here, take this to your own house. And they have an internet connection that they only use for the gift shop, and it's for running your credit card. Uh, what a time to be alive. Right? The little, and the, this, it's a little museum. It's the original building that, that was put there back in the, I think it was actually, I said 50s. I think it was actually the 30s. It's old. And then they have a new little building where they actually live and it's even smaller. It's, I can't imagine. They're drinking water. They get ice from the glacier and melt it. And that's, but they don't have running toilets. They don't have, running showers it's jeff how much money i saw that face how much money do you pay for glacier water right? in a plastic bottle theirs is even more pure it is know. it's got like next to zero carbon footprint that's right uh, the amount i pay for glacier water somewhere is zero <laughs> i'm just imagining like you talked about how much penguin shit there is everywhere <laughs> i'm not <laughs> they don't take it from underneath the penguins I imagine from your pictures, it looks like a lot of penguin, penguin guano. At that stop, yes, that's but that's not where they're getting their water from. Yeah, I promise. Also, I don't want to melt glacier water <laughs> just to have water. That's that. I mean, and it, they're only there; they're there for five months, so it's not like they're there years at a time. But oh, it's, it's still it's rough in it. But it was really cool. It was a really neat experience. What are they researching and, out there? They are studying the penguins right now. You think by now? Yeah, I would think you'd know yeah. all there is to know about penguins at this point. Really, what studying the effects of climate change on the penguins specifically, mm. and so every single day well, that's they a go, myth. every single day they go out and count the penguins, and they can't. They watch how many eggs are laid and how many actually survive year to see what's happening to the penguin populations. I saw lots of humpback whales this time. It was pretty cool. Humpbacks. Sexiest kind of whale. No, yeah. the second sexiest whales. <laughs> what's the first sexiest kind of whale, Dan? Obviously a sperm the whale, sperm right? whale, right. I missed that. <laughs> I don't know. I like humping more than sperm. <laughs> well, there were, the of, there were lots of humpbacks this time. Which last time yeah, I only were. saw one humpback and saw lots of orcas and didn't see any orcas this time. Orcas so, are assholes anyway. They really are. Did you are. get attacked by any sea lions this time? No, not this time because I avoided that evil kayaking trip. No leopard seals hunted me this time. I did see some. Oh, leopard seal. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We had, it was also an Adventures by Disney trip. And this time we had the most amazing set of adventure guides they were so much fun and they made life on board a ton of fun we they did all kinds of activities that we didn't do last time and 
there's a lot of downtime on the ship. You've got two full days on each side of the ship where you're going through the Drake Passage. And if they're not doing activities, there's really nothing to do. We played a lot of bingo. They did a lot of the kind of stuff that you do on on a Disney Cruise Line trip, like the, all the little stuff in the nightclubs like Match Your Mate and those silly games that are just, it's a lot of fun. They had pajama days this time, which was really hysterical to watch the French staff getting in on this. They're not used to that sort of thing, and they don't have the fun Disney pajamas and stuff like that. So all the staff were walking around in the panat robes. They all sleep naked. I mean, I guess it was funny. Even the captain had put some epaulets on his robe (laughs) and was walking around all day wearing Mickey Mouse ears and this robe with his epaulets on it. And then no pants and just socks and slippers. It was hysterical. It was a lot of fun. That is hilarious. The epaulets on the road. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a good move. Did he really, have his captain's hat on? Yes. Sometimes he had his captain's hat. Sometimes it was his Mickey Mouse ears. Nice. He has Captain Mickey ears, which were fun. And they were, they, there's an Antarctiki party that they have out on the pool deck on one of the days and the captain jumped in the pool. It's a lot of fun. The French staff love when ABD charters their ship because it's more relaxed. It's a different crowd. It's not 90% old people, French, French people. older French folks who want more <laughs> of the structure and the dress up nights and stuff like that. It's just people wanting to relax and have a lot of fun. Those kinds of people sound really delightful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> old French people. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, I, that is the, that's the reason you're doing an Adventures by Disney is for yeah. that, the, that extra touch of entertainment and just fun. And it makes it this, really worth it. This would be a good time to point out that speaking of Adventures by Disney, we've got coming up with Key to the World Travel. Yes. We have a webcast hosted by internet celebrity. Cameron Matthews. Cameron. Tell you all about what, what that Adventures by Disney experience is. Give you a taste of some of the things you can experience. And if you visit. Yeah, and it, it's a little bit like travel show it's called passport to adventure and cam really puts you inside the action at a lot of the different adventures by disney trips so you can see yourself rafting or on a zodiac and just he really is great at covering everything that's out there with adventures by disney and what you can see in the world and that's going to be on february 23rd and you can find it on the key to the world travel facebook page Please check that out. It's going to be a lot of Uh, fun. Register for that so that you get the link for the Zoom call. And And Cameron uh, was with me on this Adventures by Disney expedition. So he got some really amazing footage of the places that we went and some up close and personal footage with the penguins, which is always fun. Is there any penguin poop in his footage? I actually know for a fact that he got some pretty spectacular footage of a penguin pooping. I don't know that yes, he will use yes. it in this event, but ask him be sh- if you can see that. It would be a funny. shame not to. <laughs> yeah, definitely sign up for that webcast. That's going to be a lot of fun. I am looking forward to it. Let's see. What else do we get to? Jeff, Jeff went on a cruise, right? I went we on, on the a wish. cruise, took my family on the all-new Beautiful Disney Wish. I had been on it for the christening voyage, which 
was an entirely different experience to be on there this time with families and children and not all media and adults and all that. I will say it was a lot easier to get into things like they have a cool hyperspace lounge. Star Wars bar. We love a space bar. Yeah, it's pretty great. And now that it's normal crowd levels, you can get right in. You might wait a few minutes or something, but we walked right in on oh, that's uh, fantastic. embarkation day. We were walking around on a little tour and I said, let's take a peek in here. And I thought there was going to be a wait. There was no wait. We got right in. Four of us sat down, had drinks oh, while wow. we waited for our rooms to be ready. Everything was kind of like that now. When we had gone before, it was full of media. So all of the mm-hmm. fun stuff to do or see or look at was just full. Yeah. And this that was, was not the that experience way. I had on the inaugural official mm-hmm. maiden voyage. It was 100% adults. So it was impossible to get into yeah. any lounge. This was or bar. a much more normal kind of cruise, and everything was fantastic. And the kinks have been ironed out of everything. The shows were all really great. I missed the show the third night, but I saw the uh, Little Mermaid show, which is great. And my favorite one was. Goofy, it's called Seize the Adventure. Seize the Adventure. S-E-A-S. And that's like each one of these Disney Cruise Line cruises has some kind of greatest hits. The Golden show. Mickey's and this is one my was favorite. Like Mickey's tasked with having to steer the ship. And of course, everything screws up. And Goofy? all these. What did I say? You said Mickey. Oh, yeah. Goofy has to steer the ship. And of course, everything screws up. But then it's just the greatest hits of Disney movies cavalcade. And it was great. So we took my son, who's 21, and his girlfriend, who'd never been on a cruise at all, and loves Disney and loves Broadway shows. Watching her watch these shows was like seeing a six-year-old watch these shows. <laughs> she was so into it and crying at the right times. She just, was, it was so magical to her. She loved every second of that cruise and did all the shows, all that we did, all the pub games and late into the night, all the match your mates and trivia and no bingo but on castaway key did the stingray experience all that stuff was just magical for her so that was fun because we've all done it a bunch of times and you start to everything's we're jaded i'll say we're spoiled (laughs) and we're jaded but it was great to see that through the eyes of someone who'd never done any of it before i'm looking forward to going on the wish now that it's established and they've worked out the initial kinks and to be mm-hmm. on it with the normal mix instead yeah. of just a ship full of adults. Unlike Virgin Voyages, which is designed for only adults. So they ha- every right. space is adults oriented. <laughs> yeah. So there's plenty of room for people to, to spread out on a Disney cruise. Ordinarily, you have so many families that the mix of guests is different and you wouldn't. We couldn't that maiden voyage. We could never get space on anywhere every single bar every single night was overflowing this bayou bar was great this time you could always find a seat in there we watched a great beatles cover band they weren't dressed like the beatles doing the whole tribute thing but he was just playing beatles songs great entertainment in there the service is really impeccable now that they have all the did you get into the piano bar nightingales i did and nobody was playing so it's super boring there was like four people in there and there was no piano player oh no so we we were in there long enough to have the nightingale drink which is a delicious little drink served in a bird cup little glass bird but it was super boring 
when I was in there on the maiden voyage and ordered that drink, all of their little bird cups had either been stolen or broken. (laughs) So my nightingale was just served in a regular glass. It was not as fun. Dixie cup. And what you said too about being on that ship now later on when it's established, regular mix, kind of brings me to something that I just wanted to talk about just for a minute. I keep on seeing these really annoying to me, really, (laughs) comments on internet discussions about how there's these jaded people who really, it's really just they hate change and they don't like new things and they're used to the way the old ships are. They're complaining about the wish and the way it's laid out. And they say they're all, they all have the same complaint. The adult areas are too small and the way they're spread out and they're all full up and they couldn't get into them. And they hate the pool, especially the grownups pool area and all this stuff is like, how because did, it's different. Exactly. Yeah. I actually like the fact that the adult areas are spread out instead of just being in one specific area of the yeah. ship. Because wherever you are on the ship, there is an adult area, a lounge you can go hang out in. And that I can see where ideal. on the maiden voyage where it was all adults, that made sense why they were all full. And that's that no I, one was there with kids, so no one was ever off doing things with their kids. Yeah. So they were always full. I do not like the new setup of the adult pool area, the quiet cove and cove cafe. I can't stand it. I will say that. It's, it's like. one tiny pool. It isn't a very big pool. And it's about true. the size of a hot tub. Yeah. And it doesn't have the bar in the old one. I like the privacy part of it where you don't have kids wandering through all the time. But there's some tables in front of a bar. And then there's tables. And then there's you have to go up these stairs into, it's like climbing into a six-foot-high hot tub where about 12 people can fit in that pool. Yeah. and then. They have these other things that are like circular benches right on the front of the ship. So it's a wind tunnel. I sat in this thing. And your feet are in cold water. So the other place had shallow, the old ships, I mean, in the adults area, it had like a shallow sort of wading pool thing at the bar. So you could be in the water. You were sheltered all the way around. But you're, you were sitting at a bar in the water and around there you could put like up to about your knees in the water. Mm -hmm. And then they had a deep pool and then a more shallow pool. This one is just one kind of hot tub size pool thing. And then these round, I don't know what this dry tile thing is where your feet get wet. Yeah. I I know why they moved it to the back of the ship because they wanted that infinity edge thing that a lot of ship, a lot of other cruise lines have. So if you are in the pool and you're lucky enough to be at the back looking out over Castaway Key or whatever, it is a spectacular view. But it does feel a little too out of the way. It's small and there's no like lounge chairs right there. You have tables. Yeah, that's and true. And you the, have the pool stuff and all of the lounge chairs are just down the side the corners. of the yeah. corner looking off the ship in this wasted space. And then literally like 25 yards from there is one hot tub (laughs) that you walk past thinking, surely up here in this adult area, there's going to be more. That part, that whole part sucks. I don't know. It was full of people when we went the first time. This time it still was kind of full of the adult area. If there's eight people in that pool, you can't squeeze in there. It's about hot tub size. 
And the rest of the time, you're just sitting in the shade in a wind tunnel having a drink. I don't know. I like the ones on the fantasy and the other one. The, yeah, the dream yeah. and the fantasy. But particularly the fantasy that has that other, like, adult area. Has the regular adult area, oh, and then upstairs yeah. it has that other hangout area mm -hmm. with lounges and other sort of waiting pool thing. This has none of that. It feels so like they the overcorrected <laughs> a little bit. People really did complain on the dream and the fantasy that because of where the adult area is located, mm -hmm. there's constantly kids walking through because they, those the aft elevators are there. And so yeah. people come off those aft elevators and cut through. And For that sure. was what people complained about. This one they made so remote that it is a little bit tricky to find that area on the wish. But the, but the, as far as the lounges being spread out, I love that. I love uh, that. You don't have to just go down to one one little hallway with all yep. these different lounges. You come out of, in fact, one thing that was great, you come out of the show at night and there's all that shopping and then a nice big lounge, mm -hmm. two lounges actually, and then the two upstairs. So the yeah. crowd spreads out nicely after the show's let out. And Tiana's is kind of centrally located and easy to get to all the shopping. And it's right by the hyperspace lounge. And it's very close to the central uh, atrium. And hey, it's just, I like that. I love that about mm -hmm. it. There's a, there's a few bars right off of the central atrium. And one, it really spreads the adult stuff out throughout the ship. And stuff. One other great thing they did was move guest services up above the central atrium in what used to be on the older ships was shutters. There's a mm -hmm. lot of space used for nothing. They've put all of the guest services up there. So you don't have lines of people down in the main atrium waiting to go to guest services. So they can use a lot more of that space to put on shows on the little stage they've added and character meet and greets and photographs and things like that. And you don't just have lines of people waiting to talk about their tab. or mm -hmm. It certainly like is a very different layout and people, the next... The, the treasure is a sister ship, so it's going to be the same sort of layout. People will get used to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is with a Disney experience. If it's change, people are going to freak out. The Disney Disney fans are going to lose There's their minds. Yeah, it's resistant. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like the change nonsense that's going on with Splash Mountain closing. People oh, are just losing their minds that they're retheming that ride. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be the same basic ride, just different animatronics. Here's my well, situation. I'm thrilled for them to change it, and I love Tiana and that whole world, but I question why they thought, here's this movie everyone loves, full of these songs everyone loves. Let's make a ride set in a sequel world with none of those <laughs> things. None yeah. of the songs, none yeah. of the, yeah. I, I think it's still going to be good. But I'm sure and, it's going to be awesome. And at the very least, finally things will work in that ride again. Yes. Because last time I was on it was yeah, very disappointing. Rough. It was really sad. So I think that's good. Um, I was there right before I closed down. Did I you actually, I didn't snap even go up into a Magic cup Kingdom. of water and try to I sell wish, it on man, eBay? I made a cool. I could have made a cool thousand bucks on that. That's so weird and gross. If I was so smart, I would have just. Me. I don't understand. I'm I've just seen... going to sell cups of water and call yeah. it that. I don't think anybody's actually buying those. I've seen on eBay people are selling those little Ziploc bags that they were handing out for a while. It's mm -hmm. just bizarre. Well, it's crazy. Put, put your phone in. Uh huh. It yeah, just had a... Ziploc sponsored the ride. Yeah. 
And so they had custom printed Ziploc bags yeah. for putting your cell phone in. Yeah. So weird. But, um, yeah. I never so, actually got one of those Ziploc bags. I was there all the time and they were never handing them once. out I don't when have I was it there. Anymore. I could have put my kids through college with it, apparently. But <laughs> yes. that's not Sorry, kids. Especially if it's you trade had school some, for you. <laughs> especially if you had some of the water. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I was there. Our arts festival was just as delightful as ever. Oh, love delicious. that festival. Everybody's crazy about that figment kitchen that's in there. What's the figment uh, kitchen? Tell us, Dan. The Odyssey restaurant has been turned into Figment's Imagination Station. And it's got all rainbow stuff. They have a flight of rainbow beers. They have Ooh. a flight of rainbow oh, ciders. They cave to the woke mob. Ooh, thank goodness. <laughs> that sounds delightful. They have a delightful grape smoothie that comes in a really cute, clear figment yeah. cup. So oh, when cute. they put the grape in there, it's purple like figment. And that's got these. Apparently the cool thing. Cup? Yeah, it's a souvenir cup that you can take home. Mm-hmm. I've got one. It's delightful. And apparently the cool new thing is freeze drying candies. And it's got freeze-dried Skittles on top of it. Freeze-dried, huh? Yeah. It's like super concentrates the flavor and it makes it crunchy. Like Skittles uh, didn't hurt my teeth enough regular. (laughs) No, it's uh, crunchier, but brittle. So it's almost like uh, a a pretzel or like a wasabi pea kind of texture. Yeah. It's got that little crunch and so that's delicious. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love that? It's a great festival. I love it. It's my favorite um, one, I think. And I love an Epcot festival. Yeah. Epcot festivals are delightful. We caught the end of, I mean, Harmonious. this will come out in time. Yeah. yeah Harmonious. Yes. We caught, that's what I was going to say. We did get to watch Harmonious since that's going to be. I wonder how quickly soon. they're going to pull out the Stargate and the tacos. Oh, man. That's the name hey. of my new ska band. <laughs> t-shirt. 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 Stargate and the tacos. <laughs> we yeah. will be arriving uh, there on the final day of that festival. So I was curious to to see what happens on the following days, how quickly it well, starts coming down. They just have a bomb. Yep, John. That'd be fun, like the like how they take buildings out with explosives. They just do that right for the finale, right after Harmonious. <laughs> just bloosh, 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 and it sinks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's anything massively new about the festival it's just a really good fun festival so if you have a chance this year you'll, you'll still have a couple of weeks before after this comes out yes the final day year, of that festival go. is february 20 yeah so it's definitely a fun little festival really fun creative food time for me just, to get that figment cup Ooh, yeah. nick of time yeah they'll yeah, be out they're delicious yeah probably probably <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a flight of rainbow beers and or ciders. Yeah. They have green and blue beer. Ooh. It's weird. So yeah, that festival is fun. I highly recommend it. And we are also at Universal. Did you eat anything cool at the festival? Oh boy, did I ever eat anything cool. I (laughs) ate a lot of stuff. And I ate, like voluntarily ate mushrooms for the first time in my life and actually enjoyed them. Did you like them? Yeah. Yeah, they were fine. They weren't weird mushroomy. You know, sometimes they've got that weird. Earthy flavor. Fungal kind of smell to them. Ah, it's mm. called. I think u- a raw mushroom is better umami. for me. It's called No, yeah. No, it's bukkake. That is yeah. not true. <laughs> it just kind of yeah, hits no, you well, in the face. Canada. Canada has, it's instead of beef tartar, it's beet tartar. Ugh. Oh, no, not like, beets. 
No, it was, was it really good? good. It wasn't like because I had the reaction to beets because my grandma always served Harvard beets, so they're like super vinegary and everything. But this was like fresh, sweet, bright with uh, it Jeff was like an orange. Beets. So much. <laughs> it was like citrusy. I've never seen known and... him to spit out food, but I, I he's come close with a beet. I'll eat really anything, but I hate a beet. It tastes like my uh, grandmother's basement floor. <laughs> they also had bone marrow at that stop. I did not have the bone marrow. I wasn't oh, that adventurous. But I mean, there was food all around the world. I almost lost track of what I had. The, the Encanto empanadas were delicious. The food left and right. You can see videos. Of mm, a lot I of love stuff. empanadas. On our Facebook yeah, there's a lot Facebook. of there's a lot of videos on our on the Key to the World pa- Facebook page of Dan eating. I got some more food photos I need to start sprinkling up there too before the festival's over. So yeah, check out the art. There's a lot of artists all around. the The chalk artists are really cool. They have a walkway where they're doing it, and I didn't realize because apparently I didn't do enough research ahead of time that when the artists come in, they modify the picture that was at the spot. And they write down what it started out as. So if somebody did, say, the Mona Lisa with figment as Mona Lisa, like the next person will come in, then they'll kind of modify it and turn it into another painting using using that painting as the basis. So it's kind of an always evolving. And they try to do like art styles of different famous artists. So that's really cool. And they have a really cool perspective chalk thing where... Like when we were there, it was a scene from Raya and the Last Dragon. And if you stood at the right place, it looked like it was 3D. Those ones upright. blow my mind. Yeah. When you look Those at them cool from the other angle, they look all weird. And then you get around there and look. And it's crazy 3D how they look. Yeah. So that was fun. Great festival. Then scooted on over to Universal. Did a lot of touring of the resorts, which was nice. I've never seen like the inside of Portofino Bay. I finally got to see a Minions kids sweet those are cool they're sweet. cute it was really cool especially because it it threw me because i went in there to make a room tour video that i'll share eventually once i have it edited but i stepped into the room i was like wait a second what room am i in because uh-huh. i didn't notice <laughs> i didn't notice the door into the kids section and it looks like the kindness it looks like the very fancy portofino bay room and it's like, wait i thought we were seeing the kids room first where's the kids part? yeah yeah the front part like, oh, looks like a regular court. nice room till you go in the kids side it has the little minions rocket beds yeah so that was fun the walls are up around woody woodpecker's play zone rest in peace you can still get back to et which i made sure i rode what's going in um, there it has not been announced it's yet. A, it's a churro stand you. is what you're saying? Yeah. A churro cart? Yeah. Yep. Universal's going to Universal and they're not going to tell us what's there until we all Two know it's there. Two days before it opens. Right. Which I had a little chat with some people about that. Yeah. And they agreed with me. We can talk about that some other time. They also have the construction walls up around what used to be Shrek's donkey show. <laughs> <laughs> For the minions through blaster we know what it's gonna be what so what are people speculating is going back by woody woodpecker or the wide theory i haven't seen any theories i haven't seen yet which is weird usually people figure out based on the patents that they found initially people were speculating they were going to put mario land over there but that's going to go at epic that's an epic universe but i'm bad with my geography i don't really know where epic universe is in relation to Studios. It's down. over there, down the road. Yeah, it's farther a down. Isn't it cl- it's on the other side there. of 
I four or whatever. Is it closer to Endless Summer? Okay. Yeah, so we saw that. Oh, I saw the Born show. And cool, holy right? crap, you really can't tell where the screen ends and the real world begins. They should make that, that the tagline. They should. That'd be really good. I still really have not show. watched that shit. I loved that show. That show was great. Highly recommend Bend the Bow in City Walk. Those are those bow mm-hmm. buns that they turn into tacos and they fill them with pork belly and all kinds of stuff. I'm trying to think if there's anything super exciting else I saw. I rode the Velocicoaster. Holy crap. Was that so your first good, time? right? Yeah, that was my first time. It's it was so good. Such a good I was ride. giggling like a little girl the entire time. It made me so happy. Did you get any sort of vertigo when you got off? No. I did. You get off and they're immediately like, go down these stairs. I'm like, oh, give me a No, second. I was fine on those stairs. I've started. I that did the first couple of times. you had ridden it, what, three times in no, a row? No, even if I ride it a single time. That first time first we co- rode it, I was like, hmm. The first couple of times I rode Guardians, I was fine. But then I've started getting a little swimmy feeling when i get off of that yeah which is weird i've never gotten it i love it and i'll do it but i can't my son and i rode guardians two times and that was enough for me and he was gonna do it again but then we just left but that yeah that's just i don't know the older i'm mad the older i get the less (laughs) i can do these rides and i love them but i don't like feeling yucky i think two is my limit on guardians as well other than that, we did a lot of exploring, kind of looking around and seeing things we haven't seen before. In the wizard areas, they have some really cool realization options that they've started doing that they didn't have before. So there's there's a shop in Diagon Alley where you get your school robes, and they will embroider your robes, they'll embroider your house scarf, they'll embroider the backpacks mm. you buy, all that stuff. They'll put your name on there or whatever you want. They'll embroider. But then also really cool something that's new or at least newish we haven't seen before you can buy quidditch jerseys and on the back they'll put your last name so it's like your jersey but it's not just embroidered it's like the what do you call that like applique the fabric letters that are actually sewed onto the back of the jersey so it looks like a real jersey oh i like that they'll customize they'll do that for you in the shop could you get initials put on there you have something to mind like kw oh you probably could i should have done that yeah oh i gotta go back to universal now oh darn Uh, (laughs) they also have some really cool i hadn't seen before roller their carry-on size fake leather trunks in the various house colors so it looks like a hogwarts trunk that is roller luggage yeah i think most of that is new yeah there's a lot of new stuff for there Universal is great. So I found some of the major rumors that are flying around about what's going where Woody Woodpecker is. And the leaders seem to be something with trolls, some kind of trolls area, or secret life of pets. I think those rumors are because that's Universal's two children's properties. Yeah, that's that's true. There were a bunch of DreamWorks stuff. There were also some serious rumors about a Pokemon area. Or Kung Fu Panda. Turn that whole thing into SpongeBob back there. That would be great. Make the whole thing look like Bikini Bottom. Oh, yeah. That would be so cool. It could be under a roof, so it's a little climate controlled. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The last one is that it would just be some kind of DreamWorks animation land that would use all of their IP for that. It makes sense. They need a kitty area. Yeah. Yeah, I mean That that was a great kid area back there, but they don't know who those characters are anymore. Right. I guess they do have a lot of great DreamWorks characters they could use. Kung Fu Panda, 
Secret Life of Pets seems to be pretty popular, so maybe that Ride could in be. Hollywood is amazing. Yeah. There's a new Kung Fu. And they have the Secret Life of Pets on a parade in Orlando, but they don't have any kind of attraction. That's the so. one with King Julian. It was like the zoo thing. Madagascar. Madagascar. Yeah. yeah. That's some good characters, too. Yeah, that's true. They love King Julian. They trot him out whenever they have yes, a chance. Yes, they do. That's such a they, great character. Well, and they, they you've also the got the penguins and all of the animals from Madagascar. Yeah. That was good. They had the shacks up for Mardi Gras. Obviously, that hadn't quite started yet when we were there, but they've got the kitchens out. I'll have to, next time we do a news segment, we can talk about the food because they've announced the food. The theme is food around the world. Uh, so it's not just food and New the Orleans concerts food. that are going to be happening there, too. Did they announce yeah. those yet? They did announce they did. the concerts. Yeah. Oh, good. A couple of weeks ago. I could go back and look it up, but I wasn't yeah. paying that much attention. Talk about that next time. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So that's Universal in a mm-hmm. nutshell. The big news while we're slogging through Disneyland, 100th anniversary of the Disney Company. 100 years. I feel like we just had a 50th anniversary. I love that. <laughs> Disney World's wrapping up Disney World 50, and then they're already on 100. That's confusing to yeah. people. But I've told my family I was going to this event, and they're like, Hey, didn't the 50th just happen? I'm like, no, that was 50 years ago. That was 50 years ago we did that. <laughs> the two new nighttime shows at Disneyland are spectacular. They have better nighttime shows than Walt Disney We got World. to go to the cast member and media, and a few of us got sales invites, but it was cool to be there for the cast preview because all of the cast members... We were mad at first. Who are these people that get to be Why in front of us? Why are we all the way in the back and there's all yeah. these people in front of us? And then they've started filing in cast. And then the president, Ken Potrock of Disneyland, came out, thanked all the cast. And it was so cool. These shows, though, wow. So Heather good. didn't like them. I loved <laughs> them, you liar. I thought we, the- so we got to see World of Color 1 first, which was wonderful. And I loved it. And it, they, it's bookended wonderful. by... Walt's voice starts the show and then ends the show. And it was just beautiful. It was a very windy night, so it was a little (laughs) tricky to see the projections on the water. The water was just basically being blown away by the high winds. The next morning, we had a breakfast, and we're lucky enough to get to talk to Ken Potrock about it. And he was he's so proud of the show and so proud of what he's doing at Disneyland. So it was great to talk to him. He said that was a night they probably normally would have called that show off, but because it was media and the cast preview and they weren't going to be able to do it again, they went ahead with it. But he said after it, there's a Star Wars portion. He said, why'd we get rid of the part where the Millennium Falcon flies away? He goes, no, it was there, but the water flew away. Yeah, so it was the so water windy, blew it away. It displaced the water and you could, the projections looked really blurry. I've since seen some video footage of the same show we saw in it. It looks amazing. Like the late, they're using, they upgraded all of the projection systems there to those laser projectors, and they're mm-hmm. amazing. So and they've added floating laser shooters out in the water mm-hmm. too. So they've got lasers that like cut through all the, they get it all misty and then fire lasers through there. It's so killer. And then there are some new fountains out back in the stacked parts of the audience, which there's shrubbery, and all of a sudden a fountain shot off in my face. Was startling. She took it like a champ. It's true. 
she was recording a Facebook Live, and that thing went off right in her face, and she didn't flinch. That's true. A real pro. That's right. <laughs> I am a pro. But what I really loved even more was Wondrous Journeys, the nighttime show in Disneyland Park. It is absolutely incredible. All, what is it, 62, 62. or 63? 62 yeah. Walt Disney Studios animated films are featured in some way. Every single one of them. And then also a lot of old hand-drawn test animation right at the beginning. Just yeah. A lot bits. of the, those sequences reminded me a little bit of the Drawn to Life Cirque du Soleil show yeah. at Disney World. It has a lot of the kind of early sketch cells that kind of build themselves on the castle. It's all about animation. It's all about Disney. It's not about Pixar, which is nice. There's zero Pixar. It's all Disney. Yeah. It's cool the way you can see them taking ideas from places. Because I saw that. I noticed that too, that it looked like John Life, but I like that they're kind of. And so it's sometimes idea, so you would see part of the castle would say have Sorcerer Mickey in his final form. And then in on other spots, you'd see the earlier animated black and white or earlier test pieces yeah. of animation. And then it all comes together with the final. It's the sound just beautiful. Mix is incredible on it. Whoever came up with all of the sequences and the songs that they use and they blend two songs together at times. And it's not just like how the enchantment one at Disney world was like, here's a song. Now another song that it was felt rushed. This thing is like the sound editing is so good on this. It blends sound effects and voices from one cartoon with sounds and music mm -hmm. from another. Oh, it's two new beautiful. flyovers. Cool. Incredible. Yeah. The first one is the blue fairy. There were a lot of people around us who could not figure out who it was. Yeah. It's the Blue Fairy Including the Pinocchio. two of us till we looked later yeah. at our pictures. And then the spectacular one, though, is when Baymax all suited up in his cool It is armor. so cool. The it's castle neat. turns into the two posts of the bridge on San Francisco. And then I don't know how they get Baymax out there where you don't see him. You don't see him at all till the lights hit him yeah. and fires up. Oh, and and like fire shooting out of his feet, and he circles around the castle, and it's he's so huge. Cool. It's so killer. And then it's we so didn't cool. even they Disneyland has the projections on Main Street and back on It's a Small World. We didn't even see those because you have to stand in a different spot. There's some projections on the Matterhorn as well. Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. there's we so were many lucky good enough spots. to be literally the first people right in front of the castle, and that happened because. Heather and I left this party, this holding area, because we had to go to the bathroom. They closed all the bathrooms, so we had to go find one. Yeah, they kept And then we were just wandering us out amongst all the media outside of the thing. So we just went and got our good spot, and then the rest of the world filled in behind us. So that was kind of cool. We were yeah. <laughs> and they put all the cast back on Main Street, where they could have a view of both the castle and the Main Street projection. So that's where, back where they were, which was it's so They had a great, so they always gave. The cast, the best spots for these mm -hmm. two events, which was really great. Yeah, like from where we were, you couldn't see any of Main Street or any of the Matterhorn. Or yeah, we were even literally we, right. We were in so front close, of the even a lot of the fireworks you couldn't see, but we could yeah. see the projections really well. Which was cool. I love that. I'm usually further back from the projections, and I like being able to see that. And the next time I go, I'll stand somewhere else and get a totally different experience. I love I that about know. Disneyland's shows. 
I don't know why it is, but Disneyland always outdoes Disney World on the nighttime spectacular the parades, the shows. Mm-hmm. It's always better. Yes. And then they also opened Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway back in Toontown. Most of Toontown is still closed. It's just Mickey and Minnie's that's open there. And it is so cute there. I really love it. They've themed it. It is still themed as a theater. It's the El Capitoon Theater. But what's great about it is the queue. The queue is very extensive. And every single little bit of it is themed. They've redone when you first walk in, like you do in a movie theater, there's all these movie posters. And they've taken recognizable movies and spun them to be starring Disney characters, which is cool. Yeah, I want copies of basically all of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Mouse, mouse. Yeah, there's a Rocketeer, tier. classic Rocketeer, which I've always loved, that Art Deco poster anyway. And now it's the Mouseketeer with Mickey in the oh, Rocketeer so costume. Cool. That thing is so incredible. Good. Honey, I Shrunk Un- the Nieces. Is <laughs> Minnie Mouse and her nieces. Yeah. Thank you. I just, the whole, the way the queue is a, a museum of Mickey, and they got, they put so many, not necessarily, they're not rare or obscure, but they're not, like, I love, I keep on seeing new scenes mm-hmm. that I didn't expect. I love the living, the fireplace living room from the Christmas, Pluto's Christmas tree with, uh, mm-hmm. with the mantle and the Santa Claus candles that Chip and Dale hide in. The plane from Plane Crazy that hangs mm-hmm. huge down from the ceiling in this one thing and the queue wraps around it. These set pieces are awesome. They had the, the Abe Lincoln, Potato Abe Lincoln from Potato <laughs> Land yes. in yeah. there. And it's humongous. It's like a six yeah. foot tall big potato with a chin strap beard on like Abe Lincoln and a top hat. And it's no so eyes. Funny. His eyes the, are missing. The, the pictures are hard to tell how huge this thing is, but it's so funny to round a corner and there's potato Abe yeah. Lincoln. And then you go through the whole concession area and it's every little detail is cool. A, a bunch of people were standing for a very long time in front of the like popcorn machine examining all the popcorn kernels looking for hidden mickeys yeah apparently there's some hidden designs in the popcorn in the window i didn't spend a lot of time examining the popcorn kernels but if you're in the queue and you have time to look take a gander the ride is almost exactly the same there's some subtle differences like mickey and minnie are on the right hand side instead of the left at the end and the picnic scene and some of that Stuff is a little different. It's like the we did it thing and it all opens back up. Those rooms are shaped mm-hmm. a little differently. There's no, a little... generally it's the same ride. I feel like the projections are better on this one and the ride moves around more. It's the mechanics are much more intense. I nearly dropped my phone when mm-hmm. the first part where it started the car started to shake. When the mayhem starts to happen yes. and you're doing some of the and the conga scene was like more fun and it's more intense. wild. There's it one little works. sort of extent. It's not exactly a, another scene, but you go through a covered bridge area that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. I think it's a transition Orlando. between what was existing and new show buildings where you come back into the loading zone. So they turn that into a covered bridge scene. It's probably just a little hallway that can new buildings. But but it very fits cool. so well into Toontown and they've, Removed some things like Roger Rabbit Fountain is gone now, but 
they've put in some green space there where kind of like hub grass area in Disney mm-hmm. World where people can just chill and picnic in there. They've redone for anybody that's been there. Toontown has the sort of cardboardy fake backdrop. They've made that much bigger to hide the show building that's now Mickey and Minnie's. Mm-hmm. And it's different. The Hollywood sign is Toontown Hollywood sign is gone and it looks more pastoral back there. And we could see where they built all the new stuff, see the little tips of the new building. Mm-hmm. It's going to be beautiful back there. When and is that open? March? March right? 8th. Yeah. I think it's either March. It's sometime between the 8th and the 10th. It's all of Toontown will be opening back up. And Ken Potrock was telling us that they've spent a lot of time with the redesign of Toontown, thinking of making it accessible for families with autistic children or children with this other disability. So it will be a really great place for all families. And I'm excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, Goofy's garden, the Goofy's house is completely redone so that it's a accessible mm-hmm. playground area. And Donald Ducks, you don't go inside the boat anymore, but it's better because of it. I think it looks like a really cool splash pad area. I love that they just have opened it up and put that sort of park green space in there too. Instead, mm-hmm. it was just concrete town USA back there. And now it looks pretty nice. They pulled the walls down, Heather, between when you and I were there and the next day. Uh-huh. So by the time it opened on, we were there Wednesday. When it opened on Friday, they'd pulled the walls down and that whole green space. Is showing. Oh, but fantastic. they still had the uh, walls around Goofies and some other That makes stuff. sense because it was a little tight back there for, mm-hmm. with the media event, there weren't as many people who would be yeah. back there. I'm looking so forward we were to so that. so fortunate seeing to that get open. invited to go to that thing Did- and see the premieres of these and see the ribbon cuttings. And it was just really cool to be able to be there for those little previews. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the Fab Five all have new outfits for the 100. It's all purple and silver yes. and it's some iridescent. Like the iridescent stuff from Disney World's 50th, but somehow again, nicer, better, better. class, more classy looking yeah. and less tacky. Yeah. I like the art deco thing that mm-hmm. they've got going on with a lot yes. of the merch designs that that holographic monorail holy crap. oh yeah, yeah that's it's very cool so good that looks amazing the, I, the thing about the disneyland monorail i always forget it exists because it's just you're there somewhere and it whoop, just goes by you and oh dang yep. i wish i had thought about it and i saw a beautiful it's shot so where someone had set up by the nemo water mm-hmm. and the monorail goes right across that and so it was reflecting that mm-hmm hologram onto the Nemo water. That is the most beautiful picture. And I'm so mad I didn't take it. Imagine how beautiful that would be in Epcot with the, that field oh, uh, yeah. under their monorail track by the land where that they plant for flower and garden. I hope get we get a wrap monorail like there. That so we I guess we talked to some executives that said a lot of stuff is coming. I guess when is the 50th of it? Actually, in March. April or May or something. Uh, the March 31st March. is the end of the 50th. Yeah, so I would think by April or May, we'll start seeing the 100th stuff. That'd be nice. Disney World, too. I hope they wrap the monorails like I did see, for the first time in the wild, those ears that caused the internet oh, uproar. Dear. Yeah, we saw Epcot. them in the wild as well. Like the Silver Surfer got real excited over them? They're <laughs> not any better in person. No. I don't understand the how Mini those... Mouse was that yeah. dripping with excitement 
<laughs> they put I that in their ad copy. Still don't know who approved all of that. <laughs> Dripping with excitement. That's hilarious. Gross. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about what we saw for the hundredth? Well, the castle is just so decked it's out and pretty. so gorgeous. It's got some new fountains. It's kind of simple too. Like the fiftieth at Disney World was like real ornate, and this is real simple. It's nice. There it's are nice. there a new fountain on either side of it. We're really pretty, and there's always a little rainbow from a certain angle. Yeah, the park looks gorgeous. It they really does. Done that much over? It seemed like over at. Disney California Adventure because it's still decorated up real heavy for the Lunar New Year festival. That's Which is a there. great little festival if you ever get the chance to get out mm-hmm. to Disneyland in January. It's fantastic. Lots of really delicious food booths. I do love a festival that features food and beverages. Really? And fortunately, yeah. most of them do. Conveniently. That's true. We'll have some more coverage probably a little bit of a trip report and definitely coverage on the key to the world travel facebook page later this month we've got a couple of i'm sending my wife <laughs> and another agent down there to disneyland so we'll have some more coverage and more stuff to talk about see yeah and they're gonna they're gonna hit added. the opening of super mario world over at universal right fingers crossed they get inside yeah. i don't i don't know that they'll be able to get actually get on the ride but they're going to try to get into the land itself. Yeah. That ride one way looks or the so other. Awesome, but yeah. the augmented reality thing. Uh huh. So yeah, cool. it's super cool. So that'll be exciting. That'll be something to keep an eye out and an ear out for. But first of all, next time we're all back together, we're going to be talking about Virgin Voyages. Yes. Fighting and very okay. fun looking. Four short days on mm-hmm. a yeah. big group sailing on the old Virgin Voyages. Yeah, Scarlet that's be great. Lady. So, yeah, so keep an eye out. Key to the World Travel the social media and catch that episode when we all get back and have some time to talk about it. So that'll be fun. Let me load this thing up so I know what to say. That means <laughs> I'm going to say thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to experience the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has the former site of Woody Woodpecker's Play Zone full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Word of mouth is the best way to grow our... Help us grow our show. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. Appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery. Tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventures.com. Can't wait to hang out with you again someday real soon. Bye, y'all. Can't wait to hang out with you again later. See you real soon. Bye, y'all. That was great, Dan. God, I'm out of practice. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation.
thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventures Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.